We are back with the Dubs Hub podcast. Chris, we just watched the Warriors drop an away game to the Cavs. They moved to 5-2 and two in their first seven games. Uh, last time we talked, they had just won their third game of a three-game road trip. Now we're on the, we just finished basically the fifth game of the eight, eight games in eight different cities sort of tour before we have a home stretch, a stretch of home games. Um, So a bunch of interesting takeaways, I feel like from these first few games or the last few since we've talked, where do you want to start? You want to start just rolling through what happened in the first three games or you want to just move quick into the themes? Yeah, last time we talked, the Warriors just beat the um, Pelicans on the road, and we were pretty lucky with the next two games. We got a Clay Thompson game winner and a Steph Curry controversial game winner. Um, and then obviously tonight, the Warriors lose to the to in Cleveland to the Cavs, which was kind of a tough game yeah. before it even started. Um, just with, yeah. like you said, the Warriors have had a brutal schedule to start the season, um, and. At five and two, I think that's better than they even thought they could be. So, um, yeah, no really complaints thus far. And most games have been exciting. Tonight was kind of the first game that wasn't really close, and we saw the bench finish the game. Even the their other loss versus the Suns, uh, the Warriors were in it to the end. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, the so Cavs far. are really good. They they made some separation between the Warriors and them in maybe the second quarter or so, and they just held on to it for the entire game. The Warriors had some pushes where they got close, but the Cavs are a very good team. They're finally fully healthy, and they're tough. And I feel like with this team in particular, the Warriors, that is, their roster is small, similar to last year, and they struggle against teams like the Cavs and the Lakers, who have real interior size presence around the rim and really good defense. That's kind of the Warriors kryptonite right now. And it just presents problems for the Warriors. So sort of similar vibe to what happened last year in the playoff series against the Lakers. I felt like, yeah. And we've talked about it privately. Uh, Dario Saric has had a good start to the season, but him being the backup five, works against some teams but we saw tonight with uh, Jarrett Allen Mobley Tristan Thompson that team is huge and Sarge was just not supposed to be out there as the five and then we saw once yeah. Steve Kerr put in Trace Jackson Davis that you know hey if you match big with big sometimes that can be great you could get rebounds and you know contest yeah. shots and maybe even finish on offense like the Warriors were terrible around the paint tonight so I liked that adjustment. I thought it was like a little too late, and then Me too. Weird, weird, weirdly, Kerr decided to close with Steph, CP3, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond, which I thought was the wrong choice. I would have maybe gone back to yep. Looney or kept riding with Trace Jackson Davis, just because. I mean, we saw it in the crunch time; they could not get a rebound to stop, and then they were just yeah. all shooting short jumpers. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. Want, I didn't understand that really with the Trace Jackson Davis point. So I think I said it on the last podcast. Sarich 
is very good. I like having him as a backup big on this team, but he's he's a flawed player like most backups in the league. They had some, you know, backups in the league do things really well, certain things really well and then other things poorly. Saric in this case, he is a very good offensive player, but his defense is so bad and he is kind of soft inside sometimes. So, you know, he battles, he he puts himself out there, but, you know, he's not like Trace Jackson Davis inside. I didn't really understand why Kerr didn't have the plan going into the game versus the Cavs to play TJD more. It was it was confusing to me. He also didn't play him versus the Kings, which was confusing to me as well because we saw in preseason that Trace Jackson Davis played really well against Sabonis. It's a good matchup for him to kind of get him in there, bump bodies against good, big interior players. So what's the hesitation for him, for Kerr? I don't really understand yet. I think he's just sort of experimenting with lineups and player combinations. It's still super early in the year. Kerr likes to do this early on. You know, for example, (laughs) he also only played GP2 12 minutes versus the Cavs tonight doesn't seem like enough to me for one of the best players on the team, in my opinion, or most useful defenders. Uh, Looney also only played 15 minutes, and he played only 11 minutes versus the Thunder. So that just shows me that that Kerr is keeping his his cards, or he's, he's trying to play his hand fully and see what works and what doesn't, I guess. Yeah, that's a good call versus the Kings. I was thinking the same thing as well. Um, like you said, we saw in the preseason – Trace Jackson Davis have really good minutes against Sabonis, where Sabonis had 23-11-8 and was the best player on the Kings that night. And then the other side of the coin, I see it versus the Thunder, where Saric had 20 points, 6, uh, six rebounds, 3 assists, and he uh, had 4 threes. And that's, he was so good versus the Thunder. That was like yeah. a perfect game for him. And that's the perfect matchup for him because... The Thunder don't have, like, a bruising big. Their big is Chet Holmgren, who's, like, a stretch big and um, is really light and not super bulky. So he's not going to get, like, bullied on the post. Whereas you saw tonight, I mean, Tristan Thompson looked amazing, and he was an ESPN analyst last year. So that's not a uh, good sign. But then once (laughs) Trace Jackson Davis came in, I mean, he's got, like, the same exact body type as... Tristan Thompson where he's just immovable um yeah I don't know this has been the Trace Jackson Davis podcast for the like 13th man on the Warriors but (laughs) I think it just it's more of an ideology thing than actually the players like I want and a roster construction thing like it it just shows that we rely on some of the the big men at the end of the bench more than we might want to because of how the roster is put together we kind of knew this going in and it was working for a while, but then there are games like tonight versus the Cavs where the weaknesses are exposed. I think that's pretty simple. hundred percent. And it was an interesting point. I hadn't realized it too, like how little Looney has been playing. And it's like, not yeah. that he was in foul trouble tonight because he had one foul. Um, I mean, he only played 15 minutes and he had 11 rebounds and five assists. I don't know, man. It's. I, I guess, didn't get that either. I mean, yeah. it, you know, the two big men that can match up against Jared Allen, uh, 
they didn't really play that much. I didn't. I don't. I don't know what Kerr was really doing. I think he was just trying to get some new looks, some looks at new rotations, new lineups, because he did experiment a lot. They went like 10, 12 deep into the third quarter or something like that. Like Pajemski was getting some playing time. Uh, so I don't know. It was a tough one on the road. I didn't. I didn't mind uh, Pajemski's minutes just because this has been a brutal road trip and everyone looked tired. Wiggins looked very dead. Clay looked pretty dead tonight. He shot five for fourteen. Wasn't really rebounding. Yeah. Um, I think GP two maybe. I saw him riding the bike. I don't know if he was like cramping or an injury or something. Uh, maybe that's why he only played twelve minutes. But I actually thought okay. Pajemski played played decently tonight he was yeah um, so kind of all over the floor getting rebounds um just active yeah spot Fritz. minutes as a as a utility guard just passing the ball grabbing rebounds he had he had a nice steal that was you know the, that's fine i'm okay with him in that role i just you know preseason i was sort of down on him i think mostly just because the talk around him was like wow he's up next it's like, hey guys, I, I don't think so. I think like his ceiling is role playing guard. Yeah, let's relax. And I, that's the same ceiling for Trace Jackson Davis as well. I yeah. think that was the ideology behind those picks. Whereas in previous drafts, we went for swings. Like Wiseman was never really going to be a role player. You know, they went for the swing that he was going to be like an all star. Yeah. Um, kind of same with the pick of Kaminga. Although we've seen him. Mm-hmm try to be a role player i don't know he's kind of he's struggled the past few games he's played uh he had a pretty poor game tonight although i thought he played well and like towards the end of the third and into the fourth he was playing really good defense he had Um, a tough first half his shot is looking bad pretty recently yeah tonight especially it was it was not great he was five for 14 uh versus Thunder, I thought he played pretty well. He didn't knock down any threes, though, to your point. Um, so he's been cooling down. He isn't taking the leap to be a star or anything like like the narrative was before the season, but he's a role player, and he's definitely improved since last year. One of our friends texted us and said, Kaminga's taking a leap. He looks great. And I'm like, I wouldn't call it a leap. Like it's, He's yeah. like hopping. He's skipping or something, but it's not. it's not a leap. Another person that's been missing a lot of shots that I just I didn't think it was a big deal until kind of tonight, but Chris Paul has not been able to hit a yeah, shot in I know since the season started. Really, he's shooting four percent from three this year, <laughs> which is not good. Um, but he's also not, not he's not making his mid range either, which has been like his bread and yep. br- butter for his career. Uh, I think probably tonight was his worst game as a Warrior. 2 yep, of 10, definitely. he only had 2 assists, and he was getting cooked on... De- it just wasn't a good matchup Minus for him. 12, minus 12. Yeah, yeah so I was going to say, he's had a scoring slump since we last talked. He had 2 points versus the Kings, 1 point versus the Thunder, and 5 points versus the Cavs. So he's basically been a what's, non-factor. What's that math? Uh... <laughs> it's just not great, man. Yeah. 8 divided by 3, he's averaging less than 3 points per game. So yeah. and he needs a to lot be... Of minutes too. Like it's not like yeah, of course. He's playing around 30 minutes at night, and to get three points from him with like high usage, he has the ball in his hand a ton. It's been tough. 
Yeah, very tough. He he just simply needs to be better on offense, at least at scoring the ball. He's still fine, like running the show uh, for the second unit and getting guys involved. Like he's st- that makes him a positive player, just flat out because he's so good at it. But on the Warriors, you need to be a scoring threat if you're a guard. The roster isn't built to have an, a zero in the point guard position basically that's not how the offensive system works with steve kerr it's not how this roster is built so chris paul needs to be better he needs to be knocking down his open shots it's not like he's taking super contested jumpers he's getting some pretty open three-point looks uh, and they're not falling at all i I saw one play tonight that was crazy was his shots weren't falling and he literally dribbled i think it was like on a semi-fast break he dribbled to like eight feet out um, like very close to the rim, wide open, and he missed it. It's just, yeah, those shots are there for him, and he really needs to start hitting. But I mean, we're complaining a lot. The bench unit has been amazing so far to start the year. Really good. Um, yeah, I just think it's hard on the road for the bench players to play well. Um, they have thus far this season, but you know when it's the beginning of November and it's cold in Cleveland on a three o'clock start on Sunday. Um, <laughs> that's kind of a trap game where it's damn near a scheduled loss. Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like they wanted this one because they wanted to play fewer minutes tomorrow night versus the Pistons. So they have a back to back and um, that to me, that's just, they wanted this one, but they couldn't pull it off because the Cavs are really good, and they wanted their first home win. Uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Yeah, so the, we saw that we saw that a ton last year, where the Warriors yeah. had back to backs, and they tried to win the first side of the backpack, and they would lose, and then it's like, all right, now, now we you have to go win the second one. I yeah. know, which is like you don't want to throw away a game. But, I mean, if you're looking at these two games, obviously the Detroit one is more winnable. But then on the flip side, you're like, if we can steal this Cleveland game, you know, right. we could play our players less and maybe run the bench unit out maybe, and still, won, still win, win the yeah. Detroit game. So, I don't know. We'll see after tomorrow. Um, it's obviously not the end of the world if they lose in Detroit. But I think they have a decent chance. I mean, looking at the minutes load, the highest – Steph was under uh, right around 30. Same with Clay. Yeah. Um, and no one else much, was close. So, um. Yes, Steve Kerr spread the minutes around tonight, so I think purposefully. Yeah. Uh, so not a big deal. They, sh- they should be fine tomorrow. They should cash that win versus the Pistons. Let's hope. But, uh, you know, another play- two other players actually I wanted to call out and just get your thoughts on how you think they look. The first is someone who's been asleep since day one, which is Andrew Wiggins. He... Yeah. Like, where is he? Have you seen him? I haven't seen him because he's shooting just 15% from three and averaging 12 points per game. That was before this game versus the Cavs where he scored less than that. So he's been really not playing well. And I don't know what's going on. I said I wouldn't panic before 10 games of the season have passed. But now we're in game seven and things are trending almost in the wrong direction. I'm not panicking yet. Once it hits game 10, and if he still looks like a bum, then I'm going to be panicking. Yeah, as some of the listeners may know, I do like to dabble in the, the sports betting. And one of the, actually two different bets I've been cashing a lot this season is Wiggins um, 
under on blocks and steals and Wiggins under on points, assists, and rebounds. Oh, that's just easy because, money. Oh, it's, it's been easy all year. Because he's, even if he scores, his floor game has been bad. I mean, tonight was actually an improvement, I think, on the rebounding category. He had five, um, and he was aggressive a little bit. But he's, when he shoots a three, I'm like, okay, that's just a miss. Like, I'm not even expecting at all for it to go in as well as his mid-range just looks bad. And what's up with his free throw shooting? I mean, one of four tonight, um, you know, five of eight last game. He, it seems like an automatic split every time he's at the free throw line, and sometimes he misses two in a row, which is tough because he's like a wing scorer. I don't know. He just, he looks checked out to me. So I, I wish I could give you something better on him, but uh, I'm also a little... Although I think tonight was maybe one of the better games he looked. He shot poorly, but I thought he was pretty active. He has been pretty bad, but one player that I thought has that I noticed has been shooting the ball pretty well is Draymond Green. He's knocked down two threes in the past three games, I believe, in a row, which is a lot more than normal for Draymond. And I just think his form actually looks a bit better. He he feels com- he looks confident too. It feels like he's confident in his shot, and he's gonna take it if it's there, which is what we've been begging from him for years now. I feel like ever since he had that shoulder issue, he his shot hasn't been there. His form has been bad, but maybe he's at the point now where he's gotten so many reps in that even with the, his his worst form, he can actually knock him down. Let's hope because that would be huge for the offense. I think. I mean, 18 points tonight, 15 versus the Thunder, yeah. and 13th versus the Kings. That's really good for him. Whereas we saw last year, he was missing layups. Uh, his three just looked broke. I mean, I think a yep. lot of – if he's making threes, I think it's due to the fact that he's not, like, worn out. And when he's missing all his shots, they're all short. He never misses long. They're all, like, front of the rim short. So I think it's really, like – either a conditioning thing or if he's worn out from the season. But he looks fresh. I mean, he didn't have to go through training camp. He got thrown right in. Um, So, yeah, I agree with you. And it's so weird. His threes are always in the first quarter. They're never in (laughs) towards the end of the game. Like, he made... Yeah, it makes sense. It's when he's fresh. Yeah. But he doesn't even even take them after the first quarter. Like he sh- he was two of three in the first yeah. quarter tonight from three and then didn't take a diff- another one um, throughout the whole game. It's just funny. It's just observation. He also likes to sh- shoot them. If he hits the first one, he'll shoot another one confidently. If he hits the second one, then he's shooting a third one. Then when he misses, then he doesn't like. He's like, all right, that was my heat check. Now I'm done. Even if it wasn't really like a heat check, it's like, no, no, no. We want you to be a threat all the time. Actually, if you can knock them down. Like please <laughs> remain yeah. confident, uh, but anyway, I thought I think Draymond overall this year so far has been pretty solid. He looks like the same player he was last year essentially, and he was very good last year. So th- I've been happy with him. Yeah, for sure. And then I guess the last player I kind of want to touch on, who I think has been amazing to start the year, has been Gary Payton. Um, yeah, he's been. I mean, he's closed. A lot of the games which is I surprising love yeah i oh. freaking love him yeah uh he was huge in the thunder game um hit the go ahead like hit 
I think two go ahead baskets in the clutch time. He had the first one where he um, like caught it at the top of the key and then made a little like hook shot. Um, and then the second one was a lob from Draymond, which is the last uh, points we scored before that Steph layup. Um, and he just plays yeah. that role so well. Um, and he he might be our like best finisher around the rim, which is so funny to say because he's six two. But he's a, he caught that crazy lob from Steph um, and did that dunk. He, I don't know, he just plays the best defense on the team on the perimeter by far. Um, yeah. And doesn't really make dumb plays. Oh, he's, and he's, been, he's a he's been joy hitting to our, watch. He's so good. Corner, he's been hitting his corner three, too, thus far this season, which is yeah. big. Tonight was rough with that for him, but he, overall yeah. he's been very solid from three. Before before tonight, he was shooting thirty nine percent from three, and yeah. that's like more than you can ask for. If he shoots thirty five percent, then you're like completely satisfied, right? Like, knock him down in the corner because he's gonna be wide open there all year and into yeah. the playoffs. He that's just that's where his spot is now. He and he knows that too. He drifts to the corner, he makes himself open, and he calls for the ball when they need an outlet. So he's been great. He looks so much better than he did last year after coming back from the injury. He looks like the guy who helped the Warriors win a championship in 2022. Yeah, it was, I mean, we've talked about it before. It was just mind-blowing that we let him go on an $8 million contract, which is like in the new NBA, nothing. And he fit our team so well. And you don't find players too often that, so can close ga- that can close games for the Warriors. If you have a person that can close games, you want them on the team. Because right now, I would say... We should have we kept Otto Porter, in my opinion, for the money that he got, too. Yeah. Like, Even though he has his, those injur- his injury-prone issues, maybe on the Warriors he could avoid stuff like that. And we saw with the championship run... He fit so well on this team, and he remained healthy for the most part. We let him go because he wasn't a minimum player anymore. He was, you know, making five million per year instead of two and a half or whatever the difference is. Yeah. And I know in the luxury tax that is a really big difference. But if you're trying to win like championships with Steph Curry, you have a very sh- uh, short window to actually do that. You need to keep players who fit seamlessly pretty disappointing but i'm glad we got him back and it feels like they realized the error of their ways we've said this before but they got rid of wiseman they got rid of the players that we don't need and they've brought in players that fit the system and the culture a lot better so overall still trending up despite the loss tonight i think yeah speaking of wiseman we're gonna see him well we actually won't see him tomorrow because from the first games he's gotten 60 mp or I think, yeah, 60 MPs, and he's only played six minutes so far this season on the Pistons. Um, wow. Yeah. Which is tough. <laughs> Pretty tough. He lost the backup big role to Marvin Bagley Jr., and that is sad because Marvin Bagley Jr. is not very good. <laughs> no, I mean, and I've seen people talk about this, but I honestly kind of feel bad for him because the Pistons was like maybe the worst team he could have got traded to. Because they have so many bigs already on their team. They start two centers with Isaiah Stewart and Jaden Ivey, or not Jaden Ivey, um, Jalen Duran. 
so that's two centers and then they signed Bagley to that like extension and then they have Wiseman so they have four true centers on their team um and Wiseman's yeah. obviously the worst where as if he signed with like what's it like the Portland Trailblazers or uh who's another not the trash? Blazers or I guess they not have the Blazers. Aiton and um, Williams now but yeah I get what you mean like the Hornets or something yeah Hornets or another terrible team that doesn't have a center um grizzlies yeah he would have been yeah that's for sure i don't know if they could use wiseman though wiseman's bad but listen (laughs) we're not gonna trash in wiseman he well well we are but let's (laughs) stop because he clearly is like not gonna be in the league pretty soon it it, people have come around to the fact that he's actually not that good it took long enough but damn we're here now so the warriors upcoming schedule they have two more games on the road Tomorrow night against Detroit, Wednesday, November 8th against Denver, the champions. That's going to be an awesome game. Hopefully we're coming off a win in Detroit yeah. and we're fully healthy and Denver's fully healthy. Because I want to see, like I, like I said on the podcast last week, I think the Warriors and the Nuggets are the two best teams in the West to start the season. And I, I expect that to hold, frankly, into the playoffs. But we'll see things change. It's a long year doesn't look like Denver is slowing down, even with their, in my opinion, worst bench. They look just as good as they were last year, if not better. So, scary team up there in Denver. Yeah, that's definitely the game to look forward to. Um, Detroit, you know, yeah. could be a trap game, or I, I see us winning, because um, I just think our starters are better. I just checked Twitter, and Steve Kerr said that everyone's good to go for tomorrow, so they're going to play the starters again. Cool. Um so hopefully they, hopefully they blow them out early so they can rest yeah um in denver is a tough place to win Denver's very good at home yeah um but i think it's a, a good little barometer check early in the season because i agree with you exactly i think so far it's clear in the west that um the warriors and the nuggets are the two best teams in the west and then probably third i guess so far maybe the clippers but the suns have been disappointing obviously Booker mm-hmm. and Beal haven't played that much um so yeah I'll definitely be locked into that game for sure uh and like you said hopefully everyone's healthy and playing on both sides yeah yeah it, it is going to be a barometer check it's a good call out it's on ESPN too so they're gonna have to get up for that one it's so hard to win in Denver though I'm I'm nervous for this one especially because like we're a small team and nobody can stop Jokic. It's like <laughs> even big teams can't even stop Jokic. That's that's crazy. Uh, cool. And then after that, we get a rematch with the Cavs at home, which will be great. It'll be the first of five or six games in a row in Chase Center. Yeah, that's needed. I'm excited for. Much needed, especially because four, actually five of the six games are against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Rockets all beatable teams it's possible they go they come out of that home stretch with a very nice record uh before they kind of bounce around the league a bit so yeah fun games ahead uh we'll check back in i think we're gonna plan to do that after the cleveland game on saturday um anything any parting words Cree? no i think five and two um 
let's just say they win in Detroit and lose in Denver, we're you know six and three with a very rough schedule to start the year, and then like you said, we're home for for five or six games. So, I think we're in a really yeah. good spot. Over obviously tonight was a little disappointing. Had some players play bad, but overall, things have been positive. Steph is playing pretty amazing draymond's looking good he um, looks as good as ever yeah, yeah. Stefan draymond look as good as ever and that's that's really the key to this team yeah. it always has been i mean steph went seven of 11 from three tonight which is pretty crazy he was really the only one that was making shots tonight and yeah they cleveland was not missing and we were still in the game so um yeah hoping i'm looking for a win tomorrow i think it's going to be a team effort and then uh really excited for that that nuggets game so yeah like you said um we'll be checking in probably in a week or so but yeah things are looking good all right talk to you next week